This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. This is the American Toffee Podcast, your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by Alex Johnson and James Boyman. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the American Toffee Podcast. I hope all of you out there are safe and in your homes, isolating, as it's been a while since we've chatted with you. But I am James here, joined by Alex, as always. What's good? And our special guest, our favorite number one guest in the whole wide world, (laughs) Ryan Williams. (laughs) Ryan. Thanks, guys. Great introduction. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks for for joining us yet again. We... (laughs) Started to record last night and uh, had some tech difficulties, so we're coming to you Thursday evening. Obviously, the last time Alex and I recorded was Mon- Sunday night after we had attended the 4-0 drubbing against Chelsea. That seems like a lifetime away at this point after the dramatic global escalations that have taken place over the last week. Uh, long story short, if you've been in a bunker and you decided to escape and this is the first thing that you're listening to, uh, basically everything is canceled. The Premier League is postponed until April 30th. As of today, they announced an extension. NBA is canceled. Pretty much every pro sport, NFL, or not canceled, but postponed. And with an, with an indefinite restart date. And so, with that said, it's just been kind of an absolute whirlwind, which is why we haven't recorded. But it's been a lot to process, a lot to take in. Let's go to Alex first. Alex, how are you doing? How is your situation? Let everyone know you're alive and well. Yeah, so I am alive and well. Um, essentially, I'm starting to move tomorrow, and probably about three hours ago or so is when we were finally given direction at work to start teleworking, which I know for you, for example, is this is like a week later. Um, but, you know, so that's, so that's been frustrating, like still being at work and and being paranoid, you know, seeing like the person next to you, like coughing and stuff and just being in a large space with a lot of people. But it's good, man, and uh, hopefully, I mean, it, I, I don't know how like the the, the self isolation is going to go. I know that you've been doing it for like a week or so, and I know it's probably not fun. And then on top of that, we don't have any sort of sports to watch. I saw some like marble rolling on Reddit, <laughs> so like that might be a thing, maybe. But otherwise, uh, yeah, it's all right. Ryan, how are you doing? Hanging in there, you know. Obviously, we've got I've got the kiddos. Um, the, the the funny part is. I suddenly got very, very busy. So uh, I'm running around doing all sorts of stuff where they finally let all of us off site uh, to come back home with our folks. And everyone's freaking out because they don't have work. Um, you know, I do consulting work, so it's important that I guess you're billing. Whereas I've got too much. So my kids are going crazy. They want to hang out and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I am just totally swamped. So uh, I'm kind of almost not feeling it. But uh yeah, it stinks. I mean, I, I don't even have the Mexican and the Turkish League for a while. I guess the Turkish League is safe, but uh, I mean, I was watching, obviously you guys know I watch, watch a lot, and I probably have a problem, but I mean, I was watching every League MLX match, um, you know, all the Turkish matches as well. Uh, I've been doing some stuff on the side, too, uh, with kind of the North American talent pool, so it was kind of zone in on 
League MX talent and stuff, and it's I mean, you just shake your head. You're like, oh my god, this is what we've come down to. I probably watch. I would probably watch it anyway, though. That's the sad part. Um, yeah, now we now we really don't have too much at all. Um, you know, and being living around the DC area too, I think there's always a, a slightly more heightened paranoia, or if anything, it really kind of charges people to start talking about politics. And I, you know, I just cannot get on Facebook or any people that are local here. It drives me too bonkers. So, um, yeah, I'm going to try and take a one day, one day at a time. And that's all you can do. Absolutely. And it, it just really is, it just escalated so quickly. And it, just to take a step back and just think about the fact that we're, you know, living through maybe one of the most significant moments in history in the last century. And who knows, depending on where this goes, um, you know, just unprecedented things being done around the world. And it's got a lot of people scared, but we're not here to scare people. I guess my overall message would just be, be safe, isolate, don't go, come into contact with ever, anybody that you don't need to, wash your hands, all that good stuff. Um, but I'm sure most of you are already doing that. I, for one, feel for all the people who are, I mean, I'm cooped up in here with my two roommates and my brother's girlfriend. So not a big house, but four people. So close quarters. But for people who are like locked in their house with their kids for weeks on end, um, I can, having worked at like a summer camp and been around small children who are cooped up for any extended amount of time, um, my thoughts go out to all of you in this trying time. <laughs> yeah, for well, sure. I know. I mean, I'm so busy too. So the wife has had a while. I mean, the last couple of days, we, we just had a borderline meltdown about an hour ago. It was not pretty. And I just felt bad because I couldn't do anything. So what did I do? The big supportive, wonderful example I am, I decided to do the podcast. So, <laughs> you're, self, you're a selfless man. Yeah, I know. I really dig deep, don't I? The one thing I will say, though, that has got me a little bit irked that I feel like we should talk at least briefly about as the Americans over here is just to tell people that are listening from overseas that there are not lines out the door at gun stores everywhere. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I cannot believe people. I seriously think people have this impression that you just walk around the United States and you just see guns all over the place. <laughs> I mean, you could go your whole life and never see one. I mean, literally. I, I mean, I, I, you know, it's not people aren't waving them around like it's so strange. Uh, our stores at least have been pretty stocked. Uh, you know, obviously there's some things missing because people freak out, but like the crazy panic where everyone's taking toilet. I don't understand that. I still don't get um, the toilet paper thing unless everyone just wants to do the toilet paper juggling challenge. Which, by the way, I got totally challenged out by the bobblers and I. I took five seconds just to see like how hard it was and it wasn't very pretty. So I'm kind of thankful that I'm too busy to really kind of get the film out and do it. Um, I think I do what some of the defense can do, which, I mean, I'm, I'm a big guy, like center back guy. So uh, I would say, I was basically a hatchet job. I would do the fake thing and then just put footer right into the uh, toilet paper. I've seen a couple of people do that. That was pretty solid. I thought that was excellent. But yeah. I mean, people are stressed out and freaked out, but I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not real, chaos up here I and mean, it's not what some people think i'm not i'm not saying that to defend the government and say anything politics wise i just want to kind of understand it's a, it's a little bit some of the things that you see in the cessationalism especially from the press is not really how things are that's yeah i mean i've been in the grocery stores it, it is getting more, increasingly more difficult um you know the, the stuff like beans pasta rice toilet paper again inexplicably won't try to dissect the public psyche on that one. Um, but, you know, fresh produce and all that stuff is everywhere. So I, for now, things seem to be holding up. Um, Alex, I hope everything's good for you in Virginia as well. Yeah, it's not terrible. I mean, you can't find 
everything around here, right? Like I literally, we ran out of toilet paper and literally then we tried like six stores and then we just had to get some from Allie's parents because, you know, I don't know, I guess people just think that they're going to need to wipe their butt like literally 30 times more now just because. So why don't we hop into kind of talking about specifically the Premier League, right? So we know that the Premier League um, was postponed, but then today we got a new statement from the league saying that it's postponed until at least as of right now, April 30th, right? So like what, five and a half weeks or so? And they continued to say that although the FA rules state that the league is supposed to end no later than June 1st, they're essentially going to allow that to not be followed to quote unquote uphold the integrity of the league or the leagues under all, you know, all the English leagues under the FA. So we also know that, you know, they pushed back Euro 2020 to 2021 as well. So so that's going to be interesting to see how the league kind of plays out or, or how long the league is played or when we can kind of resume. Yeah, it's again, it's an unprecedented situation and you have a lot, A, a lot of money at stake and B, you have a lot of bizarre precedents and implications for placing and European qualification and all of these different relegation Again, all of those are tied to money and, you know, but it also kind of just calls into question the the how we move forward if the season isn't able to comp- be completed. It seems like right now every league is adamant that they will be able to complete it. The public continues to be more and more uh, incredulous, I guess, at that suggestion as, you know, a week ago we weren't even talking about anything this wasn't even on anybody's radar really and maybe it should have been you know you can debate that day and night but regardless as of thursday in the u.s and maybe a couple days before that in england things started to escalate dramatically to the point where you had mikel arteta testing positive callum hudson odoy testing positive and after that things just kind of went through the roof and now i don't know what they're going to do i it's been ever talked the, the point has been driven home, you know, across Sky Sports and da- daily talk shows as they have absolutely nothing to talk about right now. But for me, it's just like if you can't get going by June when the player contracts expire and that's going to create a whole legal mess that could drag on for months and months. If you can't get the league completed by June, then I think you have to declare it null and void. Ryan, very curious to hear your thoughts on uh, what you think the FA should do in this scenario. They almost have to play. I just don't see any way that it's fair. I mean, put it this way. So say you don't finish the season, yet you also have everyone play the same amount of games. Because I've heard this too, where they're like, well, a couple of people have a game in hand. They'll just play their games to stop. Well, I happen to, maybe I'm just too much of a stat head, but I happen to be a little sensitive to the fact that the only way this home and home thing works and have one big table is because everyone plays each other. And you can't have an unbalanced schedule. That's complete garbage. Obviously, selfishly, as Everton fans, we don't want that to happen. Uh, I, I think we've been fairly unlucky, too. I hate to say that, but, you know, in terms of numbers and the way expected points and all that stuff flows out, we, we should be better off than we currently are. Uh, Chelsea game side, I think we were obviously playing better. And frankly, the back end of our schedule isn't that bad. So, heck yeah, I want to play. The problem is, I mean, the natural response, the easy way to do it is just not have the crowd show up. And I, I, I've heard... All sorts of reasons why not. The dumbest one is, oh, it's not the same without the guy. We know it's not the same without the guys. We know that. Thank you. I got it. We had to watch 
you know, Italian Syria ah, a couple weeks ago when it was the most bizarre thing in the world when you see like Ronaldo Berry one and everyone's like, you're like two shots. I get it. That's really strange. I, I, totally, I think that the best defense to not have it is this idea that people congregate in pubs. Uh, that being said, shut the pubs down. Uh, I do think there's some unique aspects about English soccer in terms of what's on TV and what's not. Uh, maybe they could just make it available from a streaming standpoint free. Uh, it is different. Like here in the States, it'd be fine. Obviously, we're not physically going to go. I mean, we, that's ironic. All three people on this podcast have been to multiple games this year, and we don't even live there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're not, no one's going to go over, and that's fine. I, I really think that's probably the only alternative, but I just, everyone seems like that's not going to work. And I just keep in the fact that it's got to work. Just nothing else is fair. There's no other way to do it, um, you know, other than just declare everything null and void and make sure that Liverpool doesn't get the leak. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people are mentioning all these different sorts of things, right? And, and I mean, I think you make good points. I personally don't necessarily have – I can't really make up my mind as to, like, what would be the best option. The only thing I will say is that I feel as though it's it's got to be very unlikely to be able to at least finish a season with 38 matches for every team at, you know, by the end of, you know, whatever time period the FA allots, right? Because the next the next season would start early August, right? So we say that we've essentially, we haven't played a match since, was it um, about a week ago? Was the last match? March, March 8th, I think. Okay, so as of right now, we're already going to lose two months at a minimum, right? So if we were going to go two months from June 1st or mid-May, you're already in mid-July, right? So I just don't see how – I personally don't see how we're everyone's going to play 38 matches and finish the season on level terms. But then again, I also don't feel it's it's fair one way or the other. I don't feel it's – uh, there's there's no way that you can give anyone any sort of plaudits for a season that's not finished and uneven in all in all sense of the word uneven. But there's also I don't think I don't think it's I also don't think it's very fair to give uh, or or to allow the plaudits for teams from last season to run another year, right? So with that said, I mean it's it's a really complicated situation, and I think the bottom line is unfortunately you're gonna have people complaining no matter what the outcome is. But the important thing is that it's just handled in a way that, that suits everyone best from, from a health perspective, I think. And, and, you know, to your points, Ryan, about the pubs. As fair as it can be, as right. fair as it can be, but right. still, yeah. And, and, and it, and it yeah. just comes down to like, you know, the decision about the league has to be made about the league. You know, you can't say, oh, we'll let supporters in just so that they don't go to the pubs. The pubs are a separate thing that has nothing to do with the league, in my opinion. You have to make the decision based on your, you have to make the decision based on your entity because you can't control others. I think you make some good points, Alex. I do have to disagree. Um, You know, taking the fans into account is, is obviously something that they want to do, but you're right in that they need to get the games played if possible, regard, regardless of taking the fans into account. But at the same time, we have this unprecedented public health crisis, global health crisis taking place, and we don't know what's going to happen, where it's going to go. You know, just the fact that they initially said, okay, we'll call it off for two weeks. And then, initially, you know, just based on the way this is trending, they immediately now pushed it back even further. And again, it's only been a week. So what's going to happen two weeks from now, no one can really say. It, it may be that their hand is eventually forced and there's no real decision to be made and they, they 
have no way to safely play the remainder of the games and they have to call it null and void, which again, as far as it pertains to Everton is not ideal. Obviously, I want to watch the Toffees every weekend I possibly can. But with every passing game, it looks more and more unlikely that we're going to be able to overcome the gap and get into a European place. So right now, I think we're just looking, frankly, to to get to the summer where we can start to have Carlo make some of his uh, wield some of his global football influence and get some top tier signings in and do whatever financial fair play wrangling we need to do or whatever is feasible. But at this point, it just seems like the FA is is at the mercy of Mother Nature, more or less, and they'll force their hand either way. Sure, they can. The best case scenario, they're able to play the games behind closed doors. And the season will forever have an asterisk next to it, no matter what happens here. Uh, it's just a question of really what what is nature going to allow the FA to do? And again, like the money constraints are absolutely huge. I saw a headline today that if the season, if the Premier League clubs refuse to pay or play rather, that then they'll have to basically reimburse all the money they've been paid by the Premier League. I, I don't know exactly what it's associated with TV money or all that sort of stuff. Um it's just a really weird situation. And no matter what happens, I expect there'll be a ton of lawsuits, whether it be from players because their contracts go over the club suing the FA, the FA suing the clubs. It's going to get really, really messy. Uh, and on top of that, of course, you in the background, you have this this virus looming that is giving global economies you know, a run for their money. So there's a lot to juggle, but I would be very surprised if they're able to actually finish the season just based on how this has trended so far. Yeah, I think the one the one thing to consider is that the Premier League really isn't uh, almost the issue. You know, they make so much money off the TV contract. The gates are important for people, but what's I mean, the lower leagues are the ones that really rely on the gates. So I don't know what the hell you do about right. that. Um, it, it's just a tough spot either way. I do think they have a little bit of time. I mean, if you're killing the Euros in the summer. Say you move everything and rotate all the international competitions back and give yourself time where you don't have all the international breaks in the fall. You kill the winter break that the Premier League already built in. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what you do, but I mean, it could almost be that point. If they do decide to play and say things clear up, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I, not to make some sort of medical prediction, but I think we're going to be living under this for a while. It almost would be one continuous kind of year. Which would be so strange. Um, and, you know, I love, I love, I get way into the transfer deadline and all that and the season. And I'm excited to start, you know, bringing out my lists and doing some articles and stuff like that. But it's just kind of eerie and surreal right now. I almost feel like Cal is talking about, you know, <laughs> just looking at new targets and stuff. I don't know. It's very strange. I, I, I mean, I hope they play, I guess. But, you know, everyone, obviously, the priority is world health. I mean, we can't be that callous. I mean, we're not, I don't know. It is. I, I just, I, you know, but there just seems like there's no fair way to do it. Like the, anyone's going to have, everyone's going to have a problem. Someone's going to have a problem no matter what they do. I'll tell you what, though, there's some players there that are very happy about it, though. I mean, you think Jake Tosin's not thrilled? True. No, that's a great point. Yeah. So we've talked about kind of how this affects the FA briefly kind of brushed over the fact that, right, it's all still partially a money decision. Um, from a business perspective. And then we've talked about kind of how it affects fans, whether they would be able to watch matches or go to pubs or or if we'd have access or how long it would be gone for, right? But we haven't talked about how this affects players. So a quick recap, right? So the Premier League is postponed until at least the 30th of April. Uh, the Champions League and Europa League have both been postponed, but I personally, um, I didn't catch if there was a specific date or not yet. Um I know that the Euros, again, were pushed back from from this summer to uh, the following summer, 2021, right? 
So you've got these players that are not only affected by the fact that, you know, your, your league matches are shut down for, for right now. They're not playing in European competition, um, but you also have the Euros pushed back for another year, right? So, so A, I guess my question um, to both of you and, and James, you should, you start would be, you know, how does the league itself being currently postponed slash shut down for the moment affect you know, players on, you know, the Everton roster, maybe not, not not specific names, but like, you know, how do you feel like that? Could, could it be good or bad or both? So one player who it's immediately bad for, and of course, I think Carlo Ancelotti kind of hit the nail on the head in his public statements about it. it football is secondary, of course, and public health is number one. But you think about a player like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who is about to get his first England call up, and then all of a sudden he may not play football for four or five months so that's an immediate negative for him. That said, give him another year to continue to develop and he may be looking like an even stronger contender for the England side, which he already was pushing for. Of course, you have to take the the massive consideration of an injured Harry Kane into account. There were rumors he might be make maybe might make it back for the Euros, but again, like a player in form like him, of course that would rely on him to continue his upward trajectory into next season and have is a better he would have to play better, you would think, to be in contention for a spot on the England side. A couple other players, of course, Jordan Pickford hasn't had the best season, not the greatest run of form. It seems like it's trending towards where he would still be England's number one. I know Ryan feels pretty strongly about that, and I, I do too. I still think he's kind of nailed on. But if he can have another full Premier League season prior to Euros, maybe he can get back to the Pickford that I think we became familiar with over the first couple seasons not quite as error prone still still doing a lot of the things that he's done this season but maybe a few in, fewer individual errors Cheng Tosin like Ryan said gotta be kind of a, a blessing in disguise and deep disguise oh yeah he tweeted about yeah. it he tweeted so about he'll it. have a chance to rehabilitate and come back so those are three that just immediately jump to mind Ryan who else who else is on your list yeah I, th- I think Keen he just I- I, when I look, if they're going to play the games, if they're eventually going to get out to play the games, some of the games at the tail end of our schedule, I think, are tailor-made kind of for him. We'd have the ball more. We're better than them. Carlo actually is willing to attack. You're going to see more of him. He bangs a couple in, then maybe they bring him in. I mean, he's been with the senior side before, um, and we just haven't seen the best of him. So I, I, it's really, I think, would benefit him. Um, to get on with things and certainly give him a little more time to build back his credibility. I mean, he, he's, I still think he's an all-world talent. I know people don't like to hear that from me, but I don't think he's that great. But uh, I could tell you he is, and he is super talented in transition half. Uh, Mason Holgate's the other one where he, his form was, well, <laughs> other than the Chelsea match where he was downright atrocious. I, I cannot believe everyone was blaming other people. I'm like, guys, he didn't play a good game. But otherwise, for the most part, he's been quite good. Um, so he certainly was in the running. Um, it's not like England has a, a deep cadre of center backs that everyone thinks are great. And I keep going back to Pickford. I mean, look, I know Jordan has not – he's not been the best at saving the ball. I mean, it's pretty simple. He's not been the shot stopper that I think we even saw his first year. His first year he was solid. Um, the one thing I will say, though, I was a little surprised, and I kind of dug into his distribution numbers. It's pretty good. Um Meaning as he, he's not like one of those typical keepers that's playing a lot of short balls. His his accuracy and the average length of his passes combined 
have actually been pretty good this year. Uh, I, I think he's been pretty erratic distribution-wise in the past. And I really think he's been good with the ball this year, and the numbers bear it out as well. Um, so it can't hurt him at all. Um, but again, you know, who knows how they're going to do this? I mean, literally, if things ever get pushed back, and they want to truly finish the season, and then maybe start in the fall, or you'd have to unwind and push back virtually every European competition, and that's really going to make for it's going to be crazy. And then I then I start thinking forward to like African Cup nations and everything else. I mean, the big international schedule, any international competition, really, once you start condensing the schedule and taking those dates out, is somewhat under jeopardy. So, uh, boy, it's a complicated mess. Um, I know we all want to see people. Play, but you know we just have to be smart about it and i mean just the current i keep forgetting that there's literally currently european competitions that still need to finish you know i it's just um it is definitely unprecedented and uh just there's so many different options and ways to think about it. but i just i miss i miss watching you know i must say i i, I just i admit maybe it's just i watch so much and maybe i have uh, i have a problem but uh, i miss it I, might, I keep going to my DVR and watching older games. I'm like, I, I've already watched this one several times. Why am I watching like, you know, some you know, League Two, you know, uh, French match? I've already seen this one. What is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, Ryan, if you suffer from, I think you might suffer from acute football addiction. I think the rest of us may have a more minor case, but regardless, we're all we're all missing it. Yeah. I mean, you imagine walking into that, like uh, the doctor's office for that one. So you have a gambling problem. No, 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 not at all. I don't gamble at all. No, no, I just. Football statistics. You heard of it? When the, when the, when the Turkish league is on, I, I want to watch Ben Fashe. It's not my fault. Aren't they like a mid table team? Yeah, I know. I have a, I have a we need problem. to get some kind of support group together. <laughs> no, it, 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 uh, maybe, maybe, but there's a rhythm to it, you know, and we're all used to building an intro routines and everyone's routines have been so spooked. I mean, I think it's important that we do focus on, there are other things that have to fill in, but I'm too busy, thankfully, to like cuddle up the football manager. I'll probably go bye-bye for a couple of weeks. I haven't played in years. Oh my god, that game! Oh. You would be dangerous. You'd come out. You'd come out of your <laughs> office with like a, a foot long beard. Be like, how long has it been since I came out of my office? My kid would be with me. He'd be by my son. He'd come out with one too. Dude, aren't you ten? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's one more window to go. Just one more. We got to get in the Champions League. <laughs> oh man uh, i can see it i can picture yeah, it seriously look like the refugees coming from a freaking war but yeah i mean everyone's got to stay safe out there regardless that's for sure yeah absolutely that's that's our message overall um stay safe everybody listen to the guidance that's being given out and take as extreme precaution as you possibly can and that's i think what seems to be the only way to really beat this thing in the fastest timeline possible so stay in and maybe we may be blessed with football sometime in the near, maybe near mid future. And someone get Alex some toilet paper for heaven's sake. Yes, my God. Get Come this on. man some TP. I've been using my hand the whole time. Joke's on uh, them. <laughs> the bidet business, man. The bidet business is booming right now. I've shaken hands, oh, fellas. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> Come on, no, bro. Come on. <laughs> All right. Don't tell me you're out of sanitizer then. Oh, oh god. Boy, I thought we were gonna end on a high point. All right. I hope that's. I hope that prompts everyone listening to go wash their hands at the very least. We'll have done some good with this episode. Uh, I think that's probably a good note to end on for today. Overall, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We're gonna be trying to come, still come to you guys with content 
We've gotten some really good suggestions on the Discord channel. If you are really bored and you need some distraction, definitely come join our Discord. It's invite.gg slash ATP. You'll hear it in the outro. Link in the description. Follow us on social media, all of that good stuff. But otherwise, we'll catch you guys next time. Have a great weekend, week. Stay safe. And until next time, up the toffees. Thanks for tuning in to the American Toffee Podcast. Come join our Discord community at invite.gg ATP and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at USA Toffee Pod.